2 Kings chapter 19, verse number 14. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messenger and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord, God of Israel, which dwelleth, and listen to this, between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone, all the kingdoms of the earth thou have made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thy ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eye and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which have sent him to reproach the living God. And of truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands. And have cast their gods, little g-gods, into the fires, for they were not... No, there were no gods, but the works of men's hands, wood, stone, therefore they had destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord our God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of the, his hands, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. Drop down to verse number 35 for time's sake. And it came to pass that night, that night, that night that the angel of the Lord went out and smote the camp of the Assyrians in a hundred and fourscore and five thousand. And when they alone arose early in the morning, behold, they were all dead corpses. Let's pray. Father, we just ask you tonight, Lord, that we need to touch. Lord. We, we need to be encouraged. But, Lord, we need to feel thy presence. And, Lord, we just need a, a touch of thy hand in our lives, Lord, in our walk. Draw us closer to you, Father. Help us to be what we need to be. And Father, we just thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. You know what happened that night? That night? Hezekiah got a, got a hold of God, and God got a hold of them. Amen. I'm glad tonight that God we serve is alive. I'm glad God we serve is able. I'm glad that God we serve is an awesome God. I'm glad that God we serve is an amazing God. But I'm glad that God we serve is accessible and available. I'm glad that when we get out, get a hold of God, and God can get a hold of us tonight. Many, many years ago, I, I heard a preacher. He, He's young. They called him the young man, and he preached in Greensboro, a missionary Baptist church over there. His name was Mays Jackson. You may have heard of him before. He preached the message over there, and he ended his service, and he was standing at the door like most uh, evangelists do, and they were shaking hands, and this woman came up to him and said, uh, uh, said I, I want you to touch heaven for my son. He's been in and out of jail, been in and out of drugs, and, and he's broken my heart. He's broken his father's heart. I want you to touch heaven for my son. Mays Jackson said he went to his room that night. He had never heard anybody say that phrase before in his life to him. So that night when he went back to his room, he didn't kneel down beside his uh, bedside. He didn't kneel down beside the uh, chair, but he got down on the floor and he said, I cried out, God, 
If there's any way I can get a hold of you, if I can reach out and just get a hold of you and on behalf of that boy's life, I'm trying to get a hold of you now and I'm beseeching you, God. I'm touching heaven in the name of that boy right now. Three months later, he was preaching in Winston-Salem. And there come through this line with that young that lady again. And standing beside her was a young man, dressed, trimmed, cut, had a Bible up on his hand. She got to him, shook his hand, says, Maze Jackson, this is the boy that you prayed for. He's been saved, he's been glory to God, and he's been called to preach. See, when you reach out and touch heaven for somebody, God's going to reach out and touch somebody for you. Amen. Brother May start preaching all over the nation then. A message all over the country. Somebody got a hold of heaven for me. In that message he said, Abraham touched heaven for his nephew Lot. In that message he said, Moses reached out and touched heaven for the children of Israel. In that message he said to, uh, that uh, Paul and Silas touched heaven for the infinite church. Then he said, Jesus Christ reached and touched heaven for all mankind. Somebody reach and touch heaven for me tonight. As I read this text, that was flooding through my mind because that was that's the, how King Hezekiah did on behalf of the nation. A nation that was unworthy. A nation that was ungodly that it was about to uh, driven to the face of this earth. And Hezekiah touched heaven for his nation. He interceded to God on their behalf. And he touched heaven, and heaven touched them. I'm glad tonight that we have access to the throne of grace. We, we have been invited to our high priest, to come boldly to the throne of grace. I, I'm glad for the doctrine, for the intercessor prayer. You find in the Bible how he prayed. In fact, most of us here tonight would have to say is because somebody touched heaven for me. Somebody got a hold of God for me. And, and God got a hold of you. Most of you tonight... We had to answer the prayers of nothing but an answer to prayers. Aren't you glad his ears are not so heavy he cannot hear? Aren't you glad his arms are not too short that he cannot reach out? Aren't you glad his heart is not too cold that he cannot love? Aren't you glad his eyes are not too dim that he cannot see? Aren't you glad his mind is not so clouded up that he cannot think? I am glad he's still on the throne tonight. He is the sovereign God. He's amazing God. He's still the living God. And God still answers prayers tonight. Somebody get a hold of heaven for me. Some things about this prayer that Hezekiah prayed. I, I preached on this exact verses before. but I, I, It just got a hold of me. We see the burden of Hezekiah's prayer. What caused this man to get so desperate that caused this man to get hungry? What caused this man to get seeking after an intervention from God? 
Well, he has a nation. He's the king and his loved ones. He realized uh, there is a foe. He realized there's an enemy. And if that enemy plans come to fulfillment, they are going to be annihilated off the face of this earth. His family, his home, his nation, his worship, way of worship, his life, generation after generation are going to be wiped and annihilated off this earth. He's, he, he's at the brink of destruction. And the enemy is not just satisfied with coexisting. The enemy is not just being appeased. The enemy wants to wipe them completely out. They, they have a scheme. They have a plan. They have set their sights to destroy this man and his family, his nation, and the way the threat that was made to Hezekiah, the enemy had made his threat, is well able to back up what they said uh, they were going to do. Amen. In fact, he said, uh, you look around of all what I've done. He said, look what I've done to these other nations, uh, nations with bigger military than you have, uh, nations with more wise men than you have, nations with more money than you have. Look what I have done to them. They are capable of doing what they said they're going to do. Can I tell you, we're fighting an enemy tonight that's trying to destroy you. And they are capable of doing what they said they're going to do. They want to shut down the way you worship. They want to shut your Jesus down. They want to shut the church down. They want to shut the Bible up. They are more than able to do that. They said, I want to take you off your throne. I want to take you out of that church. I, I want to get you out of that church. I'll burn your castle. I'll burn your temples. I don't want to get uh, alone. I, I don't want to be uh, come friends. I, I don't want to be uh, just coexisting with each other. Hezekiah realized that his money is not enough. He realized his military might is not enough. He realized that all the wise men that's in his nation, his kingdom, is not enough. But he does realize this. There is nothing too big for God. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing greater than God. And his burdens drives him to God. Can I tell you tonight, if you got a burden, I mean a heavy burden on your heart, it ought to drive you to God. It ought not drive you away from God. It ought to bring you to the altar and get on your face and cry out to God. Somebody get all the heaven for me tonight. You say, what does that got to do with us? I'm glad you asked. There is an enemy out there tonight that wants to destroy you. They don't want you church. They don't want your family. They're trying to get your kids. Uh, they want to pervert their minds. Uh, they want to mutilate their bodies and run up a, a pride flag and say this is what we are. Uh, uh, they, they want to destroy our way of worship and, and who we worship tonight. They want to destroy the way of life that we have. 
They want to silence the preachers tonight. But they want more than that. They want the blood washed to be silent. And not go. You see these bumper stickers. I've seen one the other day. We ought to just coexist. That's a lie. They don't want to coexist. They want to take over. They want to dominate. They want to rule. They want everything that you've got. They don't want you to have it anymore. They want what they want for your life. But I'm so glad Jesus said upon this rock. This rock. I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Aren't you glad where sin abounds, grace did much more abound? God's power is greater. God's throne is greater. God's blood is greater. Aren't you glad when your back is against the wall and you come a desperate place, God comes through and he still answers prayers. The burden of his prayer, reach out somebody, touch heaven. We see the burden of his prayer. But I want you to see the basis of his prayer. Notice how Hezekiah based his prayer. He reads that letter. I, I see this in my mind. I see him reading this letter. This grimacing look comes over his face. And he's reading exactly what they said they're going to do to him. And, and it's not looking good. And he understands they are more than able to do what they said they're going to do. But I see him fold it back up, that letter. Tuck it up on his arm. And somewhere, he said, Hezekiah, where, where are you going, Hezekiah? He said, I'm going to church. I'm going to church. Notice the Bible said he went up. He didn't go down to church. He went up to church. Anytime your feet Make it to the house of God. You're on your way up. Amen. You know what he's doing? He's, he's going up to the house of God. He is cl- claiming Psalms 121. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence my help come. And, and no wonder he said, I, I, I am glad when they said, let's go to the house of the Lord. Amen. He's going up to meet God. He's going up to the house of God. He is taking his burden to the Lord. He's going to leave it there. Praise God, that's what we ought to start doing. When you get a burden in your life, you ought to start bringing it to the Lord and say, Lord, here it is. Verse 15 said, he got up to the house of the Lord and this is what he prayed. O Lord God of Israel, which dwelleth between the cherubim, now, what in the world does that mean? What's so special calling on the one that dwelleth between the churches? He is going to the temple, and in that temple there's a 15 by 15 called the Holy of Holies. And in that Holy of Holies is a chest called the Ark of the Covenant, which represents the manifested presence of God. So when he, Hezekiah goes up to the house of God, praying to the God that dwelleth between the cherubims. 
He's laid his burdens down. He's casting his hopes. He's, he, he's hanging their hopes on the future of the nation on the presence of God. He just feels like if God's presence is there, the enemy will be defeated. Mm, amen. If God's presence is there, the devil will be on the run. Amen. I want to say tonight, aren't you glad for the presence of the Almighty God? He is not a distant God. He is not a faraway God. But aren't you glad that His presence is with you tonight? Listen to me, I am going somewhere with this. Don't get away from me. On top of that ark is a golden lid called the mercy seat. <laughs> so when Hezekiah's going up to the house of the Lord... He's praying to the God that dwells between the cherubims. He's hanging the hope of his nation, not only in the presence of God, but also in the mercy of God. He's basing his prayer on the mercy of the Lord. I know we have sinned. We have been forgotten your blessings. We have transgressed your laws. We have broken your heart. We don't deserve it, but God, oh God, in wrath, remember mercy. I'm hanging my family on your mercy. I'm hanging my throne on your mercy. God, if we'll si survive another day, it's because of the Lord's mercy. We're not consumed. I don't deserve it, and I'm unworthy. But aren't you glad when justice called mercy answered tonight? Yeah. Yeah. Mercies are still available tonight for you and I. Yeah, Thankful for the mercy of God. Yeah, but don't go away. There's that, there's that chest. And the presence of God between the dwelling between the cherubims and that chest, the ark, the covenant on top as the lid. But on this day was the blood of sacrifice. In the outer court was a brazen labor, the brazen altar. On that brazen altar, the innocent had to die for the guilty. They would take that blood from the brazen altar and mix it with hyssop, which was eventually go to the holies of holies and sprinkle before the Lord. It is the blood. In fact, the only way a holy God can come and have mercy on an unholy man and still reframe his holiness is through the blood. You know what Hezekiah is doing? When he goes to the house of the Lord, he's putting everything on the blood. His prayers in the blood. He's claiming the blood. He puts his family on the blood. Aren't you glad he's always been the blood? It's still the blood and always will be the blood. The blood has never lost his power. Amen. On top of the ark is the present, that lid, that mercy. On the lid of the blood and the day of atonement, when the blood was shed, the kind of glory of God fell down and would come down and the glory would fill that room. 
on top of that blood, on top of the mercy seat, on top was God's presence and the glory that would dwell between the cherubims in the house of God and the holies of holies. What is he doing? He's taking his hope. He's taking his prayers. He's taking his threat of the enemy. God is bigger than your presence. They're not bigger than your power. They're not bigger than your presence. They're not bigger than your mercy. It's not bigger than your blood. And it's not bigger than your glory. He's hanging to the hope of the nation of Israel on the mercy of God and the shed blood of God and the glory of God. Aren't you glad tonight the church of the living God is without, well, not without faith? We're not without hope. We're not without victory. In the presence of God, in the mercy of God, the blood of God, and the glory of God. But Hezekiah had a problem. Hezekiah had a problem. You see, Hezekiah can go up to the house of the Lord. He can get to. He, he, he can even draw nigh. He can't get no closer than that. He can't get no closer than that. I mean, he's the king. He has authority. He commands government. He commands the military. He can do all these things, but that he cannot do. He cannot go no farther than up to draw nigh. He can't get no closer than that. But let me just say this. If you get up to and draw nigh, that's better than nothing. That's better than nothing. Amen. That's better than nothing. Anybody here tonight saved, washed by the blood, regenerated by the Holy Ghost, you're better off than Hezekiah. You're better off than Hezekiah. What do you mean better off than Hezekiah? Revelation 1, 5, and from the Jesus Christ who is a faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead, and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, have made us kings and priests. <laughs> unto God, to his Father, to him to be glory and dominion over ever and ever and amen. And you see, Hezekiah had authority in his life. Hezekiah was a king, but Hezekiah was not a priest. He could not go in. Only thing he can do is get up, close to, and draw nigh. But Hezekiah could not go in. But thank God that we got saved. We got bought by the blood of Jesus. Not only can we go up to the house of God, not only can we go to the house of God, not only can we draw nigh to God, but as priests we can come into the Holy of Holies. Amen. He hopes on this side, prayer of this side. He goes to bed trusting on this side that the blood over there that the presence over there the mercy over there and the glory over there is enough is enough and it was enough it was enough if you're saved and washed by the blood you are better off than Hezekiah because through the blood of Jesus Christ you can go into the presence I love the Bible says, come boldly into the throne of grace. 
you have the hope of God in you. You have the presence of God in you. You have the power of God in you. You have the blood of God in you. You've got it all. You're better off than Hezekiah. See the blessing of his prayer. He takes his burden to the Lord and leaves it there. And he goes home and he goes to bed and goes to sleep. Well, what else can you do? You've done all you can do. You can do. Go home, go home, go to bed, go to sleep. Don't worry about it. He's taken it to the Lord and he left it there. The Bible said that while he was asleep that night, that night, that night, it was a night of darkness. It was a night of desperation. It was a night of destruction. It was a night of doom. Oh, God, on that day is still God of light and still God of night. God of glory stepped out and God intervened and they won the victory. Don't think you ain't got victory in you. His family was saved. The nation was saved. The next generation was saved because somebody uh, got a hold of God. And God got a hold of them. I know it's dark. I, I know it's uh, uh, bad out there. Gas is off the roof. Bread's going up. Everything's right. I know it looks bad out there. I know the government has lost their ever-loving minds. But God is still merciful. He's still God of the present. He's still God of the blood. He's still God of the glory. And he lives in you. And somebody can get a hold of God tonight. We can see what God can do in the dark and the light tonight. Because what God did at night, God can do this night. Not only what he did in that night and gave them the victory, God can give us this this night. God can give us the victory this night. But you got to get a hold of God. If a man get that kind of victory just by getting close, up, drawing nigh to, what kind of victory could you and I get? When we have the presence of God, the blood of God, the glory of God dwelling inside of us, what kind of victory could we get out of that? Why don't we just say, Lord, I've got a burden tonight. I know someone in my life that if I don't get a hold of heaven, they'll die and go to hell. I know someone that's sick. They're needing a touch from you. I've got to get a hold of you. I've got to reach out and grab a hold of you. You may have somebody in your family that's lost and undone and wayward child. You ought to just come tonight and say, I'm going to get a hold of heaven. I'm going to get a hold of God. Somebody reach out to, to heaven for me. That's what uh, uh, Mays Jackson said. Somebody got a hold of heaven for me. Somebody needs to get a hold of heaven for somebody tonight. There are people in your life dying and going to hell. Why why don't you come and get a hold of God? Won't you get a burden? Won't you come down and say, Lord, I, I've got a burden in my heart. I've just got to let it come out to you. Then you come to the altar and say, Lord, here's my burden. Here's my prayer. I know that you're able. 
I know that you're bigger than enough. I know that you're greater enough. I know that you're powerful enough. And I'm going to just trust you, Lord. See, Hezekiah, when he went back home and went to bed, he left that letter there. He's trusting the Lord that he prayed for the Lord to handle it. See, I don't think we trust God enough to handle our problems. I don't think we say, well, we come and say, Lord, I, I, I need this and I need that. And I need, you know, we don't trust him. If Hezekiah had took that letter back with him, he would have been saying the same thing that we say, Lord, I really don't trust you. I'm going to leave this letter on the altar. You look at it. You see what they said. You see what they've done. You know what they have done. And I'm just going to leave it laying here. I'm leaving my burdens with you. You got a burden tonight? 